we need to get rid of the uh, the chimes and the boiling and just replace it with the Clarissa explains it all theme. Because come on, how are we gonna, <laughs> we got to up our game? Gotta I think we do. Value. Nickelodeon is, uh, you know, Nickelodeon is, is important, I think, to all of us to a degree. At least I think it is. Uh, yeah, significantly so. I was always a Nick kid, not a, not a Disney. <laughs> oh person. yeah, David was there uh, for for my favorite impression to do, <laughs> which was uh, the the president of Nickelodeon in the nineties. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the setup? Oh, yes, I do. So, so listen, we're going to build this big mountain, right? It's going to be this big mountain. And kids are going to have to climb it while we drop rocks on them. It's going to be More really bungee cords! <laughs> um, well, I mean, we already have bungee cords set up, but I'm just saying, once they get to the top, they're going to be able to achieve... More this- bungee cords! <laughs> Oh, I love that bit so much. Yeah, we did that in the Discord, and it just kept escalating to a point where I'm surprised my neighbors didn't, like, file, like, a noise complaint. That's right. <laughs> that wasn't recorded. We had that. That was in Discord. Yeah. That's Oh, this is this is a first for everybody listening. Welcome to Bungie Cord Analysis. <laughs> um, does anyone here have a real anecdote they want to share before we start? Because, um, admittedly, that was pretty brilliant. That's that's uh, Alan's uh, Nickelodeon president, by the way. That's totally what he sounded like in the nineties. Con- continuing on from the arc, the the Dead Palad and David don't actually play video games arc. Um, <laughs> I fucking love Comic Zone. Does everyone know what Comic Zone is? Yeah. Yes, uh, they actually uh, Sega did a thing recently where they released a bunch of their games for free on mobile, and Comic Zone was one of them. Almost like that's the story I'm going to go with. Um, <laughs> so they did that, and I'm like, "Oh, sick, cool." Um, even though I could just get a, a ROM player on my phone to do this, it reminded me that Comic Zone is a thing, so I'm going to do that. And oh my god, does it run like horseshit? Oh, my, it's ridiculous. It's dropping frames like fucking crazy. Hmm. Uh, so, Comic Zone, if you don't know, is a survival horror game posing as a as a just fun uh, side, frolic- side scroller beat 'em up. Yeah, yeah, so, but it's it's really a survival horror game. Uh, Dead Pal, did you make yeah. sure that your phone was compatible with Plast processing? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I thought Sega had that covered for me. No, I mean your phone has to have Blast processing. They'll say it on the package. Well, maybe it's like the um, expansion pack thing that they had for the Nintendo 64 where you take out the, the one bit and put the other bit in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, that well, you, you, you had to do for Doom? Well, you had to have it to play Donkey Kong 64, and it actually came with Donkey Kong 64. And the reason... I don't, and the funny I don't thing... Uh, no, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. The funny thing about Donkey Kong 64, it didn't really require it outside the fact that they could not get a bug to stop appearing unless I had the pack in. <laughs> Is that really the wow. case? That That's why it was included, because they're like, well, if we we can't fix it, just throw the pack in with the game, send it out. <laughs> it's, it's Donkey Kong. It'll sell millions. It didn't. Um, so, uh, it, it, every, any, people listening might not know, but I've talked about it in voice chats with you guys. Uh, the infamous uh, long-running note on my phone that's just where I write joke concepts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's one wh- thing that's that... where entire Wiener came from. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that popped up on there recently as just a joke concept. Sometimes I write out, like, full jokes in there. Sometimes I'll just think of something and write it down. A lot of the times I'll wake up out of a dead sleep at four in the morning and just write something on there and find it later. Like, what the fuck was I talking about? And uh, my favorite of those has to be just as one word, 
finger blast processing. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I just picture, um, I just picture that like in Jaleel White's voice. Finger blast processing, you know, way past cool. Uh, there for a second, I was like, that does not sound at all like Urkel David. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Urkel is Sonic. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> is Sonic just a clone of of, <laughs> of Urkel from Family Matters? Who cares? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well that explains that explains why sonic would every time like sonic uh destroyed a robot and robotnik got stained at him he'd turn to the camera and say did i do that which was totally <laughs> a thing he did hey guys uh we're all back again well sort of i mean i'm here dead pallets here alan's here and uh silver dwarf is with us again yeah, and usually that means that we're gonna read a crappy gaming story. So, woo! Thanks, guys. You're you're welcome. So, so glad to be, so glad <laughs> to, be, to fair, be here. I'm so glad to be, fair, to be here after the last one. Uh-huh. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we also recently did that without you. <laughs> <laughs> we did now, that. now. I now I feel bad on both accounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, are are you enjoying that? Are you enjoying that badge? That badge of typecasting you're wearing. <laughs> Yeah, but we, we had a nice thing going. We would read, we would do our normal two recordings per session, and we would do a gaming one, and then we would do one about how you're forever single, and then you had to fuck it up by getting a date. <laughs> so this is your fault. You had two things. Now you have one. I mean, is there any creepy pastas about being sober? Like just... um, oh shit! Yeah, there was ones that uh, I was going that I was going to suggest we read, but fuck it, we're reading these two. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is that you fucking blew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> even so, it was actually sober who pitched the story we're going to be reading today to us. So you only have yourself to blame. Yeah, I. Only know that it is Earthbound related. It's Earthbound so, related. Hmm. So I am hoping for plenty of fuzzy pickles. There better be plenty of fuzzy pickles. Somewhere in there, there needs to be the the uh, the, the music I always think of as the play, uh, police station music. Future <laughs> David, edit in the police station music or from Earthbound right here. Well, actually, you know. Uh, this might this is getting really obscure, but on the very first uh, Midnight Marinara, you know, you did the Who Was Phone. Right. It turns out the dad was phone, and that is actually explained in Earthbound. If you beat Earthbound and the character scroll, it'll have a phone, and it'll be like, Dad, it solves the whole problem. Oh, the answer was in Earthbound the whole time. Was Dad phone? I don't know. Who cares? Fuck you. Game theory. <laughs> Oh. oh boy was it secretly sands on the phone the whole time I don't know probably not <laughs> was it the purple guy who's the purple guy are you the purple guy is anyone the purple guy fuck you ah! purple guy that was my markiplier impression Good work. Thank you. So, uh, this, this. Any gamers in the audience? <laughs> this story is called the Cosmic Destroyer. Uh, not, not anymore, Dead Pellet. Not anymore. <laughs> I think we scared them all off. If not with the Dark Souls thing, definitely with Maria's revenge. And whatever straggler was left, we just lost. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you hear the episode. Oh man. Oh man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy blissfully ignorant Alan while you can. All right. Uh, so let's let's get this let's get this ball rolling. Let's get this uh, let's get this van to uh, Tucson op- uh, going. No wait, van. Where is it going to Threed? When you get the Runaway Fives van going, where are you going again? Are you going to Tucson or Threed? There's a few times where you can get in the van. 
Okay, the first time. Uh, I think you go... It's been such a long time since I even played Earthbound, so... Okay, yeah, same. So anyway... Earthbound is the one with uh, the skeletons, right? Future David, uh, throw in throw in some uh, police, the same police station song again, but also layer some stock pirate music over it, <laughs> and say turkey vultures a bunch over it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Alright, I'll put that in here, right here. Cool. Turkey vultures. Turkey vultures. Turkey vultures. Turkey vultures. Turkey vultures. Stardate. 1407-8207-561909. Our frigate has safely arrived at the chosen planet. Their technology is primitive, and thus they fail to detect us entering their atmosphere. We are currently cloaked above the, the, their planet, known locally as Earth. We will begin to search on 7th of July, 1909, Earth time. Oh, they picked up our calen- the Gregorian calendar pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, worth noting, I know <clears throat> Jack all about, um, what's it called, Earthbound? <laughs> so is this all matching up with Earthbound so far? Uh, no. Not at all. Okay. All right, uh, cool. Okay. That's what I thought. In that case, in that case, future David, uh, edit Brandon out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon never existed. He, we, we went back and t- Buzz Buzz told us to kill, go back in time and kill uh, Brandon when he was in a weaker form, so he would not become the cosmic destroyer. Leaving us like reacting to him and talking to him, though, <laughs> so we all just sound fucking crazy. <laughs> no, I'm here the whole time, but I'm edited out, so it's like I'm the taxi driver from Sherlock, BBC Sherlock. It's like, oh no! It's always no the 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 cameraman. It's like I'm always there, but no one pays attention to me. That's right. <laughs> Star date, a bunch of numbers that I'm not going to read because I'm dyslexic as shit. The search was a success. The scout ship that we sent to Earth was found and abducted the perfect specimen for the task. Two humans, two. <laughs> Two, they're two humans, two human <laughs> beings, middle-aged, one male, one female. The male was more resilient and protected the female. We assume that they are mates. We introduced them to the prince once they had calmed down from the ordeal of being abducted and come to terms with their fate. Okay. Hey, uh, future David, uh, edit in a robot voice saying those numbers that Dead Palette didn't say. Um, <laughs> you guys are giving me so it... much editing, future me, so much editing work, but fuck future me. This is how we get, <laughs> this is how we get, this is how I get my kicks on this show. But make it yeah. like a, but make it like a sexy robot voice. <laughs> Stardate 1408 slash 8207 slash 5619909. Hey, yeah. Future David, uh, edit what Brandon just did, the do-do-do's into the song Semi-Charm kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I have to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> hey, David, in post-production, uh, draw a line here. <laughs> we'll put in the sound of a margin. <laughs> line drawn. In fact, future David, just do the whole episode and just sub and do all our voices. I'm gonna need to. Oh, okay. I'll just do a transcript. This will be great. <laughs> do, do that podcast for the deaf we've been talking about. Sure. <laughs> Star date. 1409-8207-5619-8675309. It seems the female subject, Jenny Jenny, who can I turn to, and the infant prince have developed a bond. He placed the subjects in the prince's quarters to see how they would react to each other. It was the male who first noticed... for who first noticed the prince, sleeping soundly in his cot. The male told the female, who seemed to be amazed at the young prince. After a while of studying him, the prince awoke to the face of the female subject. They stared at each other for a while until the female stroked the prince's face. The prince gurgled happily and held the female's hand. The male seemed uneasy about developing a bond, but the female was reassured. The male was soon won over, and the subjects began taking care of the infant prince. 
After about 300 ticks, the subjects were removed and taken back to their cells. We are sure that they will raise the prince well. They before he, is, he... before he is blasted off of this home world of Krypton. <laughs> it... they, stared at, they stared at each other for a while until the female stroked the prince's entire wiener. Uh, Love to undercut so, analysis. Managed to fit in a jerking off a baby joke. Uh, <laughs> an alien baby? You don't know that the infant babies are of age in the alien world? Or is that explained in Earthbound? <laughs> I don't know the ethics of, of, <laughs> of consent laws in you, baby uh, space. Here's your David. <laughs> Hey, future David, uh, could you look up if uh, anyone jerks off a baby in Earth? <laughs> future David says, you guys are going to fucking ruin everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be over here playing magic with sober while you guys can keep making your <laughs> jerking off an alien baby. <laughs> Uh, maybe the infant baby is over 18 is all I'm saying. <laughs> you don't know the gestation period. Well, it can't be any le- it can't be any less creepy than that one uh vampire baby from Twilight growing up uh, being born growing up in like 2 seconds and then imprinting on the werewolf. And this episode was the best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about how we could describe this to um people who don't understand why we have a problem with Jeff the Killer kind of stuff, we could say, when people think of creepypasta, they think of Jeff the Killer, which is a problem because it's like when you say vampires, people thinking of Twilight. Sorry for the derailment no. about about Jeff the Killer and alien babies wieners, but there's, let's, there's let's not... press on. There's not a, a lot to analyze with this story. I don't really know what's going on. In fact, when people before yeah. all that other stuff came up, I kept thinking, "Is this this doesn't feel like Earth Brown?" Because they keep saying the young prince, and all I can keep thinking to myself is, "Is this like Katamari Damacy versions?" <laughs> oh, now now this is now I'm just imagining the King of Cosmos just looking at these people. I was like, "Are you mates? <laughs> <laughs> Have Here. you touched each other's penises?" Are you dicking that, bro? <laughs> Royal uh, Rainbow. Anyway. It's, it's, yeah, you're you're up, sober. Yeah, let's go, let's get let's get this pain train moving. Start date thirty seven twenty three slash ninety four ten slash fifty six nineteen eleven, which I am kind of assuming that because they mentioned nineteen oh nine. I'm like trying to figure out this puzzle. It looks like the last part of the star date might be the year it corresponds. Probably. So we have no need to report on the welfare of the prince and the subjects for a while now due to his raising seemingly going smoothly. But it seems things are not going as well as we hoped. First of all, the male subject has escaped. We are, as of now, unsure how he escaped and where he went. Though we have a fairly good idea he attempted to return back to Earth. The mooks are looking into this case. And we hope to have a report back from them soon. Wait. They actually have mooks. Like, something legitimately called mooks. Uh, Actually, there is an enemy in Earthbound called mooks. That is the... It's the... Basically the flying spaghetti monsters. That's right, that's right. Okay, thank you. Man, I was confused for a second. I might, I God, might... David, haven't you played Earthbound? <laughs> I own a copy of it. Haven't you played Mother? I've played Mother 2, which is Earthbound. I know that behind Grapefruit Falls, there's a secret. When he says, say password, you have to stand there for... Three minutes. Three minutes? Say the hey. password, wait three minutes. Hey, uh, future David. Um, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him answer that question. Wow, Future David. Future David sounded really mad about the alien baby dick thing. 
<laughs> yeah. He sounded really sounded really mad about all the editing we're having him do in general. <laughs> we'll have to see if he's if he's a if he's a uh, uh, a kind and loving god or a jealous god. Or I'm, sure, I'm, sure he's, we'll I'm sure he's to... a good, I'm sure he's a good sport about this. Well, I, I would hope so. So, but like we did get a pulling back to the story. We did get a confirmation that this is probably an Earthbound story. So, because it mentioned Mooks, which obviously people have never played Earthbound, the lesser beings <laughs> wouldn't have caught on to that. But thankfully, they have the experts here. Isn't that right, David? Isn't that right, future David? That's right, past Sober Dwarf. See, that's the simple editing trick, is we just act like future David is now David. Or rather, but strike that, reverse it. <laughs> future David, strike that and reverse it. What is now David worth? <laughs> Chopped liver? Future David, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> David, you read. Okay. <laughs> future David, you read too. Will, fu- will future okay, David and read, video we're... David get along? <laughs> I think we get along swimmingly, but we also would break the space-time continuum if we ever met. Either way, I think we're going to read this next paragraph together. Ready, future David? Fine. Good. Secondly, Secondly the, prince's the prince's upbringing has been deemed a failure. The male and the female subjects appear to have been raising him as their own, not as an outsider as we assumed they would. Due to this, he has developed certain emotions we thought we had long been rid of, such as care and love. The female subject was too kind on him. We heard, we heard her singing, singing a sort of lullaby to calm the prince down and get him to sleep. Contact between the prince and the female has been broken. We will most likely never have a need for her again. Hmm. So, so ooh, ooh, serious, right. serious analysis here. I think, even though I don't know anything about Earthbound, I feel as though this story is targeting itself towards Earthbound people for sure. It, it, it is. It is absolutely doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because. I'm calling, because it, the, I'm calling it right one, now. I'm calling it right now. This is Gigas. Yeah. This I is totally to, Gigas. I am totally yeah, getting that. Yeah. I mean, uh, now that you say it, yeah. Which, actually, I don't think that's bad. I kind of, I feel like this might, I don't know if this is going to be a creepypasta. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get, like, creeped out reading the story. But just, whereas in a previous episode where an author tried to attempt to build lore on a story that, completely flopped i feel like this is doing in a subtle way that's actually kind of interesting uh so as someone who knows nothing about earthbound i can't say i'm not intrigued um knowing that this is an earthbound story i wouldn't read it but now that i'm reading it i i really have no objections so far it's been tightly written i've understood with uh generally the plot thread they're going for i i like it so far okay as an outsider. I also just want to point out that in recent wiki activity here on the sidebar, uh, there's a story called New Three and a Half. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at that, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that that's a train wreck and a half, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, dead pal, here you go. Mew nine and three quarters. Are we on secondly? Uh, thirdly. <laughs> thirdly. Thirdly, the prince seems to have learnt the language of the subjects, English, a human language. We have forbid him from ever speaking in their tongue. We have, however, learnt some useful information from the female subject. Due to teaching her, due to her teachings of English to the prince, they were able to have able to able of some kind of communication. Okay, that made sense. I just read it wrong. The prince told the female subjects, uh, subject about his sleep terrors in which he claimed he could see a vortex. In the centre of the vortex, there appears to be a group of beings. The prince claimed they are human, although the subject may have clouded his vision with their humanization. The shapes, he claims, are robotic in nature, which, yes, contradicts, which contradicts the shapes <laughs> of possible, possibly being human. However, he swears of three sounds like males and one female. The female sounds like she is crying, mm. while a repeated phrase from the males is shouted, followed by some other in- unintelligible phrases. Is that how you spell... Unidentifiable. Oh, unidenti- unidentifiable. Uh- uh, unintelligible phrases. 
future dead palette say the right word i'm going i'm going to stick with mine from <laughs> screw, uh, from screw, screw future dead palette we're in the past uh, more information is needed from the prince the investigation continues okay so now now we're for those so i like that it uh, what i kind of do like here is that we're for for the three of us who are in the know about Earthground, we are clearly seeing uh, young Gigas dreaming about the final battle. Right. I, yeah. I already know about the final battle of Earthbound, so... And you know where I learned about it? Oh, no. From, from Game Theory, before it was fucking garbage. <laughs> there was a time, I'm sure. There was, a, there was a time, and he was always a fucking twat who was up his ass, but there was a time when the show was good. So, uh... Stardate, 3729-9410-561911. Hey, uh, Future David, uh, edit in uh, Abysney reading this. (laughs) (laughs) We have made a breakthrough in the disappearance of the male subject in the prince's sleep service. (laughs) It appears without our permission, the male subject was studying her psychic powers. Thanks, Future David, that's enough. That's enough, are you sure? Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. The female subject claims she knew nothing of our powers or of her mate studying them. We do not trust her at all anymore, but if she can aid us in the prince's sleep terrors, we may pardon her and allow her to return back to Earth. On the subject of the sleep terrors, we have identified the beings in his dream. Two are of no significance. However, the female and male appear to be highly skilled in psychic powers, similar to adolescents of our race. We believe them to be descendants of the escaped male subject, though confirmations are few and far between. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, so this feels like a um, fan fan fiction, really. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just like I, I guess is fan fiction the right word for it? It feels like supplementary material that is made by fans. Which I guess would be fan fiction. It's an expanded. It's an expanded backstory. Essentially, it's a. Fan, right. It's like a like, almost a fan theory, but not really. Like, like fan fiction kind of has a negative connotation, but I, in, in exact genre, this would be fan fiction. But I am not saying that like, oh, it's Sonic Cross, Cream fan fiction. Ew. <laughs> It's all about them San Amy fanfics. I mean, yeah, no, ship totally ship tails and cream. That's where it is. Everyone knows that. Anyway. So, is this, so is this fan fiction or additional fiction written by a fan? <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this the is, this is the uh, this is the Earthbound expanded universe. The, e, right. the EEU. So see what you do is you write a story that's about how Gigas became what Gigas is, and that's the movie. That's 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 the movie. <laughs> we brought it back. We did it. Uh, Star date, 3731-9410-56-1911. After some research into the sleep terror, we have a theory. A game theory! Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt Pat is the one... The, the twist is that Matt Pat is the one doing the star logs this entire time, proving that he's, in I, fact, an alien uh, wearing I mean, a human disguise. I mean, we did not check the author to this first. It could be Matt Pat. This could be where he started. <laughs> I mean... In fact, I'm... Uh, is, it, is it anonymous? We'll have to check after this. All right. We'll find out. Uh... Many races came to the birth of the prince. Many left gifts. But we are still unsure exactly what exactly they are. It could be possible that one of the races left what we believe is called the Opal of Enlightenment as a gift. The Opal, it is rumored, has the ability for its user to see into the future. Is it possible that the prince is witnessing an assault on Earth by his future self? At the moment, this theory is a simple speculation. As of the Vortex, we doubt we will discover what it is. Another dimension? Possibly. But then it could be anything. The prince is still being questioned about this ordeal. Hmm. Right? Is the Yobel of Enlightenment a thing? Ah. Uh, that... Uh... 
That eludes my memory. Yeah, same. I don't recall. Is it maybe it's a unless it's related to mother? That sounds like a very what's the term? It's a it's sounds oh, like a MacGuffin. Wait, do they mean like the apple of enlightenment? Oh, what? Yeah, like I because that was that the apple of enlightenment is like that item that uh. Gigas has before the events, so maybe that's what they mean. Yeah, that's that's clearly what it's talking okay, about. Okay, that's a yeah. I oh man, wow, that went right over my head. It's it has legit been like years since I played Earthbound. Yeah, so. no, it's hey, been... hey, pre- hey, present Alan, uh, read this thing you just googled on the Earthbound wiki. I sure will. I sure will, Alan. Um, Apple of Enlightenment is an item that predicts the future and is mentioned in Earthbound. So yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you for our expert on uh, Earthbound. Fucking Google, <laughs> guess that lot of help you three were. Uh, I played the da- future, future David. Okay. Put the police station music back in here because it's funny. <laughs> the last time I, the last time I actually played Earthbound, uh, just to give everyone an idea, uh, I got it from Blockbuster. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> The last time I played Earthbound, I told my mom my favorite food was dicks, and she like, okay, go eat some dicks and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last time I played Earthbound was um, when pigs flew. When turkey vultures circled. Uh, <laughs> Stardate. Three eight one zero dash nine slash nine four eleven slash fifty six nineteen eleven. The theory was correct, impossibly. We have located the opal of enlightenment. It was hidden in one of the prince's favorite playthings. Strangely, it looks nothing like an opal. It is more of a spear with a strange light inside. It has been confiscated, and there is an at there is an as of yet unofficial experiment being conducted on it. Okay, did he hide it in the apple? Is that what happened? Hmm. Did he hide it? In a, is that is is that natural, children? Star date one one nine one six five dash one one four nine dash four two eight three. Future David, I, I realize I just read all of that backwards, so you're going to have to individually edit those numbers the the other way around. Um, no, this isn't <laughs> David Lynch. This is not the Red Room. Uh, the Opal of Enlightenment has been a great asset during the research going into it. Whilst experimenting on it, we have been able to predict what events will occur when and where. Because of the Opal's power, no one other than the Discovery Team and the Experiment Team will know of its existence, bar some exceptions. The Prince's therapy is going well. He has uh, lost feelings for the subjects, and he has... He seems to have lost the ability to speak in human tongue. The female subject will be disposed of quietly. She outlived her usefulness. Ooh. Well, that's sad. <clears throat> yeah, it's just sad. No one, ha- no one has anything to say. It's just sad. It's just yeah, sad. It's just sad. Um, who is... Who is uh... I, uh, future I kinda... David, future David, edit in some sad music. <laughs> okay. Uh, I won't say what. Uh, future David knows what to put in here because past David knows. Feels like. Hey, hey, uh, hey, future David, what number am I thinking right now? Sixty-nine, dude. Totally. So uh, anyway, who's next? <laughs> Start eight five four one one slash six three zero four slash five six one nine seven nine. Yeah, that jumped from nineteen eleven to uh, nineteen seventy-nine. The day has finally arrived. The prince has come far since when he was a youngling. The therapy and strict training mostly helped. I'm sure the king and queen would be proud of him. Today the prince will begin his assault on Earth. It has been a while. It's been a while since we ever spoke of Earth and humans around him. In case something resurfaced, he now has a feeling of hatred towards all other inferior species, but mainly humans. Soon there will be no more. The prince has decided to take his best army of starmen with him. 
to eradicate the human scum. Today is the day every universe will remember the day that Prince Gigas, the cosmic destroyer, took out his first planet, Earth, and all of its inhabitants. Hail Prince Gigas! Hail Prince Gigas! Hail Prince Gigas! So, I, I uh, enjoyed this story, but I'll tell you this. It's no fucking Zorax. Nope. It's yeah. no Zorax, bitches. <laughs> what, uh, what I will say is... Um, I feel like, um, like, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, again, this is just like almost a, pr- a prologue. Like someone just wrote this to be a prologue to Earthbound. And I think to myself, yeah. at, at what point... What a wonderful world. Yeah. <laughs> I think to myself, at what point do, did, did uh, how, how much does what happened here factor into the, into the games though? Like the, like it's, it's. I don't feel like it's like it's giving us any huge revelations apart from the opal thing, right? And that was something that we just kind of stumbled on because it was technically the apple of alignment. Yeah, um, but but like it's definitely Earthbound related. They hit any, every hit anyone, a lot of anyone who's played Earthbound. It kind of gives away its swerve too quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. That might have been the attempt to really try to be like, okay, hey, we're going to disguise this as an Earthbound story. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like but, the, I, I, I like it okay. I just – I feel like the ending is a little weak because it's just like, yeah, so nothing really changed. Gigas is still inscrutable and apparently evil. So – You know, I'll, I'll describe exactly what this feels like. This feels like – there's this Japanese game and it's being translated and you are the guy who has to write the English manual and there's no <laughs> Japanese manual. And you're like, shit, uh, I got to go. What's based on the game, but you want to be, do the right thing and do right by the people who made the game. So you're like, I guess I'll make up some stuff, but I don't want it to be too far fetched. So maybe this person was just kind of playing it close to the vest and didn't want to, Really kind of wanted to respect the material, and because of that was less adventurous, maybe? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I definitely get that impression now that you bring it up. Yeah, right. and, and I can kind of respect that. And yeah, there, I can, there I can is, too. There's information here I'm not quite sure about how it relates. I feel like the author knew how it relates, and maybe like a really diehard fan would kind of understand like who the male and female is, what happened to male after he escaped... Uh, what happened to the female, for that matter? Yeah, like I, I, I do take issue with the fact that it's labeled as a mind fuck. Yeah, I saw that and too. It, so it was it was not very mind fucky. I'll say that. Now, like even you have not played Earthbound, and you kind of it was Gigas. It was fucking Gigas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and anyone who has no idea of what Earthbound is wouldn't get. I don't think they would get anything out of the story. Just by the yeah. way, well, uh, whatever. Uh, like, <clears throat> we, I it, mean, it really, it really, it really did feel like by paragraph four, like if this, if the ending of this story was anything other than it's Gigas, that would have been good. But by paragraph four, anyone who knows anything about Earthbound will be like, oh, it's Gigas. Yeah. So to be it, fi- it's. The rest of the story is a journey to a destination we've already figured out. <laughs> right. To be fair, the story could have easily been, and like a lot of terrible creepypasta, it could have easily been, and then Gigas was real and fucked with my mind and killed people. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, and, and honestly, I do like, the one thing I do like is the in that fourth section in the second paragraph where they talk about her singing a lullaby. Because in Earthbound, the whole mission is you got to find the eight melodies. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, like, that is, I think, a really good backstory of, oh, hey, this is why it happened, and this is this is the reason why Gigas is the way he is. I think that's really insightful. It's why it's why yeah. uh, like the the whole idea is that Gigas's weakness is human emotion and the power of love because he almost had that, but then it was like forcefully ground out of him. Right by this race that was raising him, and that yeah, that stuff is pretty good. There, there is there is something. 
there there are some good stuff there is some good stuff to this, but it really needs something it really needed something more at the end than it's Gigas. Yeah. I'll 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 give this a big compliment and say, man, it's putting me in the mood to play Mother Two. <laughs> Actually, me and too. I I th- I, th- I think that that's some pretty high praise. I don't know. No, like, I, it, I I feel like this person is really trying to write this service and not of not in their own literary pursuits, but in aggrandizing this thing that they like. And I think that that's yeah. something that's really admirable. And you don't. And, and I, you just don't get that with these haunted gaming things because it's always about let me put myself on a pedestal above this thing that I'm just kind of using to promote myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, we, we, I mean, were, uh, we were just talking about this with uh, LSD Dream Emulator. The biggest, mm-hmm. the biggest compliment I can give this is um, as someone who really appreciates when someone obviously – cares about the source material and writes in the universe of the source yeah. material like this guy or this you know i'm sorry i don't want to presume the author knew what every they were doing. every the author knew what that. they were doing with this they understand the lore of the mother series and work that in there and I, and me also understanding the lore of the mother series as much as i can remember is like okay so these parts work these parts work and then i'm almost and then at the end leaves me thinking what could you do to punch it up like would it be more interesting if say like there was maybe a hint of the Mani Mani statue or something like that, or maybe this is more based on Mother One. So like you know, y- you gotta you gotta wonder. And yeah, I uh-huh. and it, it's not really a creepy pasta so much as it is like almost a theory pasta, but it's in universe. So I right. I, I like and, that. And honestly, I think this has to be taken with the source material mind because. If you consider the actual ending of Earthbound and getting out of any crazy theories that might be about it, like just that end fight, that end fight is kind of terrifying on its own. And if you add that in with this, I think it kind of just makes the story just a little bit better mm-hmm. because you're referring you're referring from stuff from the story to that end fight, then that end fight is referring to stuff in the story. It's like, yeah, and because time travel is a thing in Earthbound, it actually makes it, uh, it does make it make it make more sense that that the time this 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 is filling in some of the some of the holes basically. This is like the author's attempt at filling in some of the holes, but right. not making it like this is how the plot holes get filled, you know? Yeah. So so the name of this author apparently is the cosmic destroyer so this is the story is cosmic destroyer by the cosmic destroyer this, so gigas wrote this yes <laughs> and this um they're showing up in the comments to leave a lot of like really nice feedback and say thanks and everything and i'm just now seeing this uh, uh that's that's pretty nice i i like this person this person seems to have a nice attitude towards life cool <laughs> yeah um i don't know i think we have a lot of complex feelings about this story yeah it's it's so refreshing after maria's revenge oh where it's God. just like is it the developers or is it supernatural what the fuck is going on this story yeah. is so delightfully hey this story is about you, you know about the the actual canon this this kind of wanna this kind of makes me want to like I, I know we, we deal pretty much exclusively with internet horror fiction and creepypasta, but this almost makes me want to pose a writing challenge at some point where I go say to everyone, take a video game that you like and try and write a little prose piece set in that universe from a character in that universe and just have it be about about that universe, you know? Like a, a franchise you like that maybe you think needs a little more love. If you guys do that, I want to be involved in the judging with that. I would, I would <laughs> not... I, I would totally have. I, I would not even consider doing it without you and the judging, sober. But right. I, I was uh, um, just talking about this today with one of the kids that I look after. We were talking about how uh, Hermione, Hermione Granger um, from Harry Potter actually like translated this one book, and you can buy it. And I think that that's really cool supplementary material when you have someone from the universe writing the thing. Same thing with A.K. Yearling and. Um, my Little Pony, actually, you can buy her books, you, you know? You can actually buy the Daring Do books. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Or like, um, I know I know you don't care for this, Dead Palette, but the the fact that Mark Frost wrote The Secret History of Twin Peaks, and you've, it's just full of stuff in that universe written by people who populate that universe. It's, it's a whole dossier compiled by no, an no, unknown no, no. author. No, you mischaracterized me. That's awesome. 
I love that. Well, I mean, I mean, cool I, I, you don't care for Twin Peaks, though. Oh no, no, I do not. But you, <laughs> but but you would. I think you would actually. But you, but you're saying you would. You appreciate that this this this, this in universe tome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good, because I I love it when they do stuff like that. Um, so do we plugs? Well, oh, wow. let, let's, fresh, let's let's yeah freshness oh, rating. Freshness rating. Um, I will give this um, I will give this eight out of eight uh melodies, magical <laughs> melodies needed to defeat the final boss. Uh, I'm I want to say this closing words on this. It has a lot of good references. It seems to do its research really well. It's not quite there, but it does a good job. So I'm going to give this early game theory out of modern game theory. So better than what it could have been. Oh, to clarify, uh, Cosmic Destroyer actually left a comment down here. This is a response to someone else. that says, the whole point of the log, the log was referencing the dates given in Earthbound Zero. The time that George and Maria were abducted for, when Earth, when George came back to Earth, and when Gigas, uh, in parentheses myself, came to Earth. So this is actually more of an origin story for for uh, for Earthbound Zero huh. than it is for um, and it, Mother Two. And I, that is a game I have not played. I have not played Mother Zero or Mother slash Earthbound Zero. I mean, isn't isn't Earth isn't Earthbound, or is like, it Earthbound technically beginnings? a retelling in a way? Because I, d- I don't know if it references the events I, of Mother... But but Earthbound is in the same universe as Final Fantasy VII, right? Well, that explains the, the fact that uh, everybody in, in uh, on it looks up and goes, it's all because of that damn pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that damn rotting pizza. Okay, but we have $350 donated by the Cosmic Destroyer. Uh, kill the kill those animals out of fuzzy pickle. Praise the sun memes. <laughs> we got them back. We got all the gamers back, guys. We yeah. got it. Yeah. Uh, any other freshness ratings? Um. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a. Uh, it's totally gigas out of a. Hey, is this gigas? <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh but yeah let's do plugs once again uh I'm, I'm gonna take the lead on this one just because once again part of the reason we are so glad to have sober uh on the show is because he's a totally rad dude who does really rad stuff about video games uh and uh as we record this is in the midst of a uh, patreon drive well yeah i am currently trying to double my patreon account for the month of july just mainly for financial security, but also because it's allowed me to do more with the channel. In fact, if I may, I already met one goal. If I meet the other, I'm doing two request episodes. Uh, normally, I just kind of do what I want, but for this time, I am allowing Patreons to choose what episode I do. So mm. if there is a if there is a game out there that you would like for me to cover, could be Earthbound. I got things to say about it. Uh, feel free to feel free to check out my Patreon, and you can actually get some pretty cool things too. I, for people who donate during this month, I'm giving them a special kind of gilded badge, and even at higher amounts, I am doing pixel art for them. And everyone, regardless of the amount, will get a free taboo reading from me. Those taboo readings are pretty great. Uh, when me and uh, Kayla were on our way back from visiting. Um, Abysmian and Paprika, we were listening to your live stream where you were doing taboo readings for people, and that was a lot of fun. Ta- taboo gets creepy. I like do seriously. Dare you even ask? I all I asked, and I, it was creepy. We were both we were both pretty shocked by what came up in the end. Um, I have a re- I have a request, but I will wait till the mic is off. <laughs> Uh, weird. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not that bad. My plug just disappeared. Um, oh, you- oh, uh, hey guys, over on the Twitch, I'm gonna be every other week 
streaming LSD Dream Simulator. Every other weekend, streaming LSD Dream Simulator with a guest who knows nothing about the game. Watch Alan subject people to uh, mental anguish. And I will be doing this every other weekend uh, until I reach 365 days of in-game time. Wow. Who's your first guest? Uh, Demarcus. Is, is he black? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, I guess my plug is I... By the time this goes out, I will have released two versions of the same video called Emptiness. Uh, it is a creepypasta about ashcan horror, whatever the fuck we call these things nowadays, about emptiness and it's got two versions one with a song by abysme and one with a version that has a song by slow flood a um, patron of mine a collaborator of mine uh both of those are really cool people uh both of them are patrons but both of them really cool people uh yeah it involves lobsters and killing lobsters that's exciting it's also about belly it's also Lobsters and belly buttons. Well, lobsters are very exciting. I don't know about belly buttons. You don't know what you could find mm. in there. Some Future cool David. Events. Future David. Could you tell us tell us if it's exciting? <laughs> um, let's see what Future David has to say. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, well put. Well, uh, Future David, can I ask you a question? <sighs> Make it quick. Are you and Sober going to play Future Future League? Absolutely. Cool. All right. I'm glad to know that that's happening. So Future David's going to play Future Future League? <laughs> Yep. Uh, past David. <laughs> no, never mind. No, we can't go back to... back that far. We can't go back that far. Only in the future. Only in the future. Yeah, time is a straight line. I'll to, we, I'll have, to talk... we have been we have been super fucking up this time stream, you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm my own <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> oh. The connotations of that. Uh... <laughs> is that a good place to stop? Wait. What? No. Have you cut the recording off yet? No. Uh, future David, in the recording here. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh, and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.